What's up, real estate business builders? This is Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School, and we're in the midst of sharing the sessions from our uh, Business Growth Digital Summit. And if you miss them, you need to go back. We had Aaron Novello, we had Jarek Robbins, we had Wally Bressler. This next speaker had achieved at a very, very high level in the real estate world, running a top team in the country, then shifted into tech and systems with Seize the Market, Christine Lee, brought it during the digital summit. I mean, she really convicted me in this hustle culture. What does it take to, to slow down and calm your mind so that you know you are working the plan that you're intended to work? So this is part one of part two series here uh, where Christine Lee just lays it out and it's really, really powerful. So stay tuned, you're gonna love it. If you haven't grabbed a free copy of my book yet, go to scaleordiebook.com, scaleordiebook.com. I lay out my entire journey, how I went, and this was during the Great Recession years. I went from no license to 453 transactions in a single year, a handful of years later. And I got into real estate when the market was shifting and went to complete crap. We went from 15,000 agents in our market to 5,000. So grab a copy, scaleordiebook.com, and I uh, hope you enjoy this session. I know that it changed my perspective quite a bit. So enjoy. All right. Well, good morning slash afternoon, depending on what time zone you're at. And uh, yeah, today's topic is uh, about hustle. So let me go ahead and share my screen real quick. So give me a quick second. May I have share permissions, please, Yoda? Yeah, I can figure that out. Let's see here. And if somebody else can figure it out quicker than me, there we go. All right, make co-host. All right. <laughs> I press the wrong button. One second. Um, you should be you should be co-host now. Okay, so. okay, cool. So today's topic is the truth about hustle. And you know, we live in a culture of rise and grind, celebrate it. We think it's awesome. But before I start uh, talking about you guys, I'll just share a little bit about like what my hustle looked like. So I'm sure in the world of real estate and us being entrepreneurs, we're like, hustle is good. Like hustle is what we want. Um, I loved hustle. Like hustle was like, I don't know, dare I say almost a drug for me because without hustle, where would I be? I mean, like I live to get up, to go and just like, just charge the day, take over, want to dominate the market, the world, whatever it is that I'm doing. And I would do everything around hustling. Not that I did it consciously, not that I woke up and said, oh, I want to hustle today. But that, that energy, that spirit of just like going, grinding and hustling looked like this, okay? Um, when I'm walking up the stairs, I couldn't just walk up the stairs. I had to run up the stairs. Why? Because I heard one day that, oh, this guy, he was such a hustler. Like he was, he was always so high energy. So go, go, go that he didn't just run up the stairs. I mean, he didn't just walk, he ran. So in my mind, that planted a seed of like, you know what, that's a really good idea. Why walk? I mean, when you can run. So I would run up the stairs, I would run down the stairs. When I just wanted to get a drink of water, I would be drinking the water with one hand and then doing something else with the other hand, like multitasking. Part of the hustle package is multitasking. Oh yeah, how well can we multitask? When we see people, meet people, hire people. Oh my gosh, when I'm hiring people, I would look for the hustle. Truth be told, I would look for a little bit or a lot of a workaholicism, right? People, I wanted to have workaholics, so they would just like work their butts off 
and I wouldn't have to like drag them up a hill to work. And so um, like hustle was a prize. It was a badge of honor. It was a trophy. It was a good thing. Like if you didn't have hustle in my mind, it's like, oh, not as cool, not as productive. You're not going to be as successor, uh, successful. It was a it was a mark of someone who had successful traits, right? And so it was like hailed as like this thing that's awesome and that's good. And like, I couldn't even listen to an audiobook at one or two X speed. Like if there was a three X speed, I'd be listening to audiobooks at three X speed. It was insane. My brain was constantly on the go and I had to be consuming something, doing something, sitting still, forget it, right? Like that's for losers, right? Like still peace, that's for losers. So um, I don't know if you can relate to that at all, but I mean, that's how I thought. I mean, like hustle was it. And so that's kind of how it looked like and showed up in my life. But, and I did that for many, 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 many years. And, um, you know, eventually it came to the point where uh, that was my mindset, my culture. And eventually, let me tell you what, it just flat out, like ended up in burnout, like nothing else. Literally, it was just like, run myself into the ground. And I thought, I don't know, I guess I thought I was a super human being powers. I thought I could go on forever. I thought my battery was like endless because compared to everybody else around me, it kind of felt that way. I mean, you know, because you would hear things like, oh, wow, she's a go-getter. Oh, wow, she gets things done. Oh, wow, nothing's going to stop her. You know, you hear things like that and it's like this attaboy pat on the back and it kind of feeds you, right? And so um, for me, it made it worse. And then I crashed and burned at one point. So that was how hustle showed up in my life. So I just want to go into that conversation with you guys and unpack this and see maybe perhaps I can prevent some burnout. I can prevent some breaking the, the, the carcasses that are left in the wake of hustle. Um, perhaps I can prevent some of those for you today. So um, as we continue, what is hustle, right? Um, Lars, talk to me here. To you, what is hustle? Like, what, what does it mean to you and how do you define it? Yeah, so to me, I would say hustle's almost like an it's an unnatural response to what's going on in, in your life and business. So my, my wife jokes with me, there's a there's a video, I don't know what platform it's on, but it's this guy that does everything super fast. Like if he's cleaning the house or if he's like, you know, getting something from the refrigerator, he's just like always in like double, triple speed. And so so to me, the the hustle in terms of this conversation. Um, it would show up like, you know, being nervous about my finances, you know, when there's no reason to be, or, um, you know, my, my response to a problem in the business is for me to jump in and, you know, work overdrive on it. So it's just like a bunch of unthoughtful, unnatural, uncalled for responses. And, and it doesn't sort of let, let let go. It's not like I'm going zero to 60. I'm, I'm like 60 to a hundred, you know, so I'm, I'm never coming down into like, uh, you know, uh, if you've seen the movie old school where, um, Vince Vaughn, they, it's the morning after where they're at the estate and he's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put this thing in neutral. I'm going to cool the jets. Like it's not being able to put it in neutral. Yep. And I mean, if, if I may give you another visual, it's like you're a rat on acid, right? Like you're just freaking going crazy. 
So I just pulled up. I'm like, hey, what does like Webster Dictionary have to say about this or just online Google? So it's busy movement and activity. Okay, that sounds pretty decent. Then it's like to make strenuous efforts to obtain, especially money or business. It's like, okay, well, now you're talking. Um, and then there's to make someone move quickly by pushing or pulling them along. So when I looked at that, I'm like, huh, when, we, when we're like in hustle mode or hustle lifestyle, right? It's almost as if something we can't quite our, put our fingers on, and maybe it's our own head, so we tell ourselves, um, is like compelling us to go quickly and pushing us. So, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there before we, you know, talk about it further. It's like, hey, are we getting hustled into hustling by our own head or some, you know, like kind of life variables? So just kind of sit on that for a little bit. And um, let's take a look at how do we value hustle, right? Um, and so I just pulled up quotes about hustle. And this is kind of like what's out there. Every day is a hustle. Good things happen to those who hustle. Success is 10%. Uh, and uh, success is 10% talent and 90% hustle. Let your hustle be louder than your words, right? Without hustle, talent will only carry you so far. So hustle like is this, uh, like this necessity and essential. It's a uh, required ingredient to being successful. So we already think that hustle is good. Like we should have more of it. You don't have any at all here. Have a basket full of hustle because you're missing out. So that's the mindset that we currently have about hustle. And I'm here to say, like, that's not the truth. That's society's uh, version of hustle. That's society's values. So I want to bust some myths today and go into what is the price of hustle, okay? So you could put shiny little sparkly things on anything that you want. But when you look at its fruit, right, when you start looking at what price did you have to pay, let's take a closer look at the real price of hustle. So the first is spouse relationships, right? And yes, I put it there neglect and abuse because um, what ends up happening first is that, you know, your loved ones, your, your spouse, your children, your family, um, they get neglected in your hustle, right? And when you go into um, a deeper like study about neglect and emotional verbal abuse, like neglect is actually abuse. I know it sounds harsh, but let's put it this way. If you saw a dog uh, in someone's yard and they were never getting fed and their bones were starting to show through and you can see every single one of their rib cages, would it be likely that some neighbor would uh, uh, report that person for neglect and abuse of an animal? If there was a child that was sitting out on the front doorstep, rain or shine, rainy or, or snowy, and nobody was feeding it, and this baby has been crying for days, like wouldn't that parent if they were sitting inside watching TV, get like reported and lose their parental rights for neglect and abuse, right? So those are extreme examples. But what I'm saying here is that in your hustle, the price that you're paying is that your spouse, your kids, your friendships, your relationships, they get neglected and therefore abused. And I know nobody comes out here saying, oh, I'm gonna abuse my family and my loved ones. But what if that's the truth about the price that you're paying of, uh, for hustle. And then there's physical health, like, oh yeah, sleeplessness, uh, mental health, can't think, can't, um, can't think, can't drink. You're always waking up in the middle of the night or you can't go to sleep because you're like, oh, I'm missing something. Oh, I forgot to do that. Like you can't turn it off, right? And um, what is it? You pay the price of hustle in your business operation. So like 
oh my gosh, my poor team, um, before my hustle kind of got into check, I would drive my team. Like the hustle was so like intense. I didn't even have to tell somebody to hustle and they would just feel the hustle oozing out of me and they would feel the pressure. They would feel the stress. They would just like kick it into high gear and it would not be good for them, right? Um, internal relationships on the team. Like the way I interacted with my team members, whether it's my admin or my other agents, I'm like, it was like, let's get to it. You know, when they come to talk to me with something, it'd be like, okay, what's your point? Like get to the bottom line, right? Let's not have too much fluff around here and sleeve. Let's not talk about emotions or feelings. Can we spare this conversation? Emotions and feelings that have no factual basis, right? Like that was me. Um, and like I said, eventually after all that hustle, it led to burnout, like, right. And I didn't even know I was crashing and burning. No, it's just kind of like the ebbs and flows, but it's like a, a stock market going down. Like it's, you're like, Hey, I've got plenty of energy and it like gradually dwindle. Right. And so you start just don't even know it's like a frog being boiled in water one degree at a time until finally you're like getting seared and burned. So I'm here to tell you that the hustle lifestyle is a ticking time bomb. And Let me, so, uh, look, go, go back to that slide here. Get in the chat if you're willing. Where where do you see in, in your life and your business, where do you see the, the price of hustle right now? I know for me, for sure, you know, in, in different seasons with, with my family in terms of, you know, my, my stated priorities would be, you know, God, family and business and my actual priorities, according to where I spent my time was business, you know, you know, family and God sort of like the splitting 10% of my focus. Yep. And it's like, and I think that's a really great indicator. It's like, you can say what it is that you want your values to be, but time. Use time as your measuring stick. And that'll be the true indicator of what your values are, right? Yeah. And a lot of physical health, um, interrelationships, exhaustion. That's another thing too. When I was in the heavy build hashtag rise and grind years of real estate, my physical health was the thing that if I could go back in time, I would not have, uh, I would not have sacrificed that. Brandy's definitely felt burnout, friendships, food choices, nutrition, exercise, sleep and family, being present, kids' relationships. Uh, Madeline's hit the burn out just now coming back. And it hit, it hit, hit all of these areas. Um, Catherine's currently working on connecting with her social sisterhood, physical, mental, mental, no focus. Yeah, that's the crazy thing too. It's like you get to the point where you're actually not able to focus on the things that really matter. Um, stress and anxiety, mental health and God relationships. Cullen doesn't hustle. Good for you, Cullen. <laughs> um, personal time, not present. Yeah, really good, guys. And this is the stuff, you know, honestly, this is the stuff that nobody really talks about, especially in real estate, you know? Um, so I appreciate you guys really hanging in and leaning into this conversation. This is the stuff that only gets talked about when it's, when it's after the fact, when there is a breakdown, when there is, you know, a divorce or when there is a physical 
illness or when there is, you know, so we just don't, we don't want that to happen. So really good. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and so glad that you guys are just kind of taking a look into yourselves and, um, you know, just checking it out. Um, so let's get real now, a little bit more real talk is like, why do we hustle? Right? Because the label that we love to put on it, the label I love to put on it is because it's fun. I like success. I like building. I like growth. You know, like all the healthy labels that we put on it that look like something that we can wear as a, a badge of honor, um, you know, a good trophy. And there's a lot of that. But if we were to really take a deeper look, anybody who is out of balance, there's something that was out of balance that's making them more out of balance in their hustle, right? Like, I don't have anything against good work ethic, right? And working hard, like, I'm still that. But when there is a weird kind of like a, a perverted twist to productivity and it comes out in the form of unbalanced hustle, let's take a look at some of the common reasons that's really, really driving it, okay? And so one is obviously there's the top layer, there's like ego, right? Um, like I want to look at, I want to beat them for one. Um, I mean, I know like in our group, Barb, I don't know how you felt, but man, we had, we were in a room of like overachievers and like, right. And it's a great group, group, so I'm not knocking the group, but I mean, like that type of energy, like it spans you further, right? You and feel like it, a loser, like, man, that guy's selling like 600 homes. Like that's what I need to do. It's like, I'm a loser. I'm only doing 300. I know. You know I'm I'm half the person <laughs> I know you're only doing three it's like oh my gosh like ugh. um and so uh, there's ego and then um you go a little bit deeper and it's like what I've experienced even for myself and a lot of others is that there's a lot of people that grew up without money that are in real estate and they're like oh my gosh like this is my chance you know I grew up poor I didn't even know what money was like I you know our family couldn't put food on the table or I never really got to buy what I want. And so like this whole taste of providing and success, um, it, it stems from childhood experiences and your relationship with money and like that there's not enough. So I have to like get it while it's hot. Right. And then it actually morphs into once that person starts having children and family, then it's like, especially as a man, it's like, oh, I'm providing for my family. Right. Like you can't knock that. I'm providing for my family. Like I'm making sure that my kids can go to college so they can all have cars so they can go all to the best schools and they can do all the sports and clothes. I'm providing for my family. So like and that's hard to knock, right? But when the price you pay for providing for your family is relationships, you know you're not giving them what they need because what they're telling you they need and want is your time. And that's not there. That key indicator is off else somewhere in land of work mode of grind mode so um those are some underlying um uh you know just more poor motivators um some people like without even knowing i'm seeing a lot of these things happen without you even like say it's not wake up in the morning and say hey since i grew up for the first 20 years of my life not having money i need to overcompensate today and tomorrow and every other day um it happens just automatically um you know, sometimes there is a sense of purpose that you're seeking and you feel like you can do a lot more with money. 
um, than without. And so therefore you're going to use your money for good deeds. And so you're hustling and grinding because that's what I did. I was like, yeah, when I make a uh, bajillion, kajillion dollars, I can help the world. And therefore that's a good cause and it has purpose and meaning. I get that. But when you look at the price that you're paying and the dead bodies in your way, um, then you know that it's not a, a fruit of a healthy, balanced life of, of achieving. It's an out of control, out of balance, warped version of what we were supposed to do. So, um, and you can wrap overcompensation into that. And sometimes we just work like crap so we don't have to deal with other issues. And we, we don't necessarily know that we're avoiding. It's just more comfortable work, right? It's less comfortable having those conversations, whether it's with your family, your spouse, your brother, sister, whatever other emotional kind of baggage is out there. Going into work where you have way more control over things and it's, you can cut things off and like fire people, hire people, whatever it is. Um, it's a lot easier, actually. You know, I always admired stay at home moms because I would much rather work eight to 10 hours than stay home with screaming children with no off button. Uh, so those are things like family, um, uh, family responsibilities are things that are just harder and you can't um, turn off and you want to. So, anyways, I think the check here is. How much of your hustle, right, is healthy, balanced, and driven by a joy, like motivation, not a no motivation, not a you know fear motivation. So check the motivation of your hustle, and that will be a key indicator um, to that. And sometimes you can kind of kid yourself, but at least this is a start. So, um, what is it, uh, Lars? What are some of the things that showed up for you in the reason why you hustled um, more before? Yeah, mine was definitely, you know, and, I, and I've done some of this, this work. It's just an unnatural drive based on childhood stuff. You know, parents divorced it for uh, alcoholic dad, um, a lot of poverty and, you know, scarcity. Um, and, and just from an early age going toward achievement, you know, so I did great in school. I've always just really focused and worked hard on the thing at, at, at hand, but in business, there's no end. Like if in my corporate job, I could crush it, you know, but I wasn't like working at night, you know, cause I sort of left it at the office, but in business, it could just, you know, it could do everything. It, it could sort of engulf all, all of your extra time. Um, but then also like you, you mentioned not, not necessarily avoiding a bigger issue, but in business, I can like make moves and do things that like result in an outcome, like sometimes immediate where if like, I'm trying to get my kids to do something or, you know, my spouse and our, both of our baggage and try to get those to fit together infinitely harder. You know, it's, it's the more important, you know, work, but so much harder than just focusing on business and rationalizing my first why was to create a lifestyle for my family that they never thought was possible. You know, I said that, that to myself. Yeah, that cool back then. Um, but really not not the true reason. It's to fill a void in me. If, if I woke up every day, it's like to fill a void. I'm going to crush it today to fill a void in me that is not fillable you know, when, with money and success uh, that would not have motivated me the way that it did. Um, so, yeah. Um, and oh, I want to share uh, like how it started for me is when I was younger, um, 
I, I'd moved around a lot, so I never really, uh, or I, there was a time where I didn't have like friends. Um, and there was a lot of times where I was just awkward. Okay. Um, and so I remember 16, something clicked in my head when I like tasted productivity. And I was like, oh my gosh, it felt so good to do all of this and get all these things done. It like literally was like a little mini hide, right? You're like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. And, um, and then in my head, I was like, why can't I do this every day? I like remember that moment so distinctly clear that um, from that day on, I was like, let's try and be productive. That, that feeling was so amazing. I want to be productive like every day. And so um, looking back, right, the wiser, more reflective me would have said, uh, realized that that was filling a certain void. What I mean by that is there weren't other things that were um, rewarding enough um, eat, whether it's my own um, value or significance and feeling that productivity was like a little bit of a hit of something good, you know? Um, and so I kept on going and I kept on doing and I kept on achieving. And luckily it, you know, kept me out of trouble, but um, that did lead me into a life of like striving, achieving and hustling. So um, again, it's hard to, uh, I mean, I didn't even recognize it till like, decades later. Um, so anyways, all right. So what is the truth about hustle? Um, hustle in many cases can be a disguise. And now I'm not talking about working hard, but the hustle that's out of balance, the hustle where you're paying all these prices um, that we mentioned before that you didn't mean to pay, right? You're like, oh, that's overdrawing my bank account, you know, emotionally, relationally. And it's, that's not the results that I was looking for. So when you're in that type of hustle, just know that hustle is a disguise and a common disguise for hustle um, is under a true identity, okay, um, of that hustle is a fear disguised as productivity, right? Even when you're being driven by, I want to, you know, provide for my family, it's a, there's a fear a lot of times of like, oh my gosh, there's a fear of not enough money. I won't have enough money to provide for them. Ah. Uh, I won't have enough money, whether it, it can start as cleaning the fridge to cars in the garage, to clothes in the closets, to, um, you know, schools and all that stuff. But it is a fear driven, like I need to provide for my family because I didn't have it growing up or I just don't want it to run out, whatever that is. Um, it could be a fear of um, not looking good. It could be a fear of not being, you know, significant, um, you know, worth a certain value in your own head and other people's head. But it's a lot of it, a tremendous amount of hustle is fear driven. So there are many lies that disguise the identity of fear. So meaning like, okay, if, if that's true, then how come we're, we're not recognized? How come we're kind of falling into its trap so easily? So many of us, like almost most, if not almost all of us, except that one person in here that didn't have hustle. <laughs> um, but why is it so common if it's that bad and that kind of obvious once you unpack it? And so I just want to give a uh, layout some lies versus truth about hustle, right? So the thing that we tell ourselves a lot is that there's not enough time, okay? And I want to say that the truth around that is there's not enough time is a scarcity, right? It's a fear of not enough time. So it is driven by fear. And the truth in that, and now I'm going to weave a little bit of God here because he is truth that will anchor us, right? God is abundant in time, right? He doesn't run out of time. So if you have faith 
and you have faith in him, then you don't have to worry about not enough time. You just have to worry about being in sync with him. The other, another lie is I have to do it now. Why? Because if I don't do this now, I'll miss the opportunity. So I'm kind of blending, you know, number two and three here. But that too is the fear. Like you're going to lose out. The fear of losing out on an opportunity is still a fear. As if there's not enough time, as if there's not enough opportunity. All that is a fear, scarcity driven mentality in response. Okay. And so the truth in that is that, hey, God has perfect timing. He's never too late or too early. Even if it's at the 11th hour, there's plenty of time when you are perfect, right? So you have to get into faith about, hey, there's enough time and there's a, there's a God that loves me and it's even bigger than what I perceive as deadlines and leaning into that. Because the thing is, is that he doesn't want you hustling. God wants your heart more than your hustle. Um, he's not like, oh my gosh, yeah, you did so good for me because you hustled. Nowhere does it say that he wants our hustle. He wants our heart. Our heart is where our treasures are. Our treasure is our time. That's the thing that we want to give away the least. Like for those who neglect our family, again, been there, done that. We want to give away our time the least to our, our family or close ones. We would rather stroke a check. Let's put it that way. We would rather stroke a check then put in our time. That's how valuable our time is and how not willing we are to give it away. So our treasure is our time. And a lot of times we're putting that into business instead of relationships and family. Um, and then there's that whole, you have to get this done ASAP, right? That again, goes back into a scarcity of time. There's not enough time. The window is closing. If you don't get it now, it's uh, the opportunity's over. Too bad, so sad. Opportunity is limited. You, you should have gotten it, right? Those are all fears and lies about time. And then uh, getting things done is the key to success, right? Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other agents who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And make sure you visit scaleordiebook.com to get a free copy of my book, it's a nuts and bolts guide to building a real estate business that gives you true time and money freedom so that you can live your life without regrets. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.